What's up, everybody? This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast, and this is the rebroadcast of conversations about life with my best friend, Michael Barada. It's actually almost 7 o'clock on Thursday evening. Michael and I go live at 8 o'clock, and I thought it would be fun to record the intro of this podcast before we have our conversation, so it'll be a surprise for all of us. All right. All I know that tonight we are talking about self-love and self-worth. So before we jump into that conversation, I do want to say I have a couple fun things happening. If you head to my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com, you can find out all of the things that are going on. I'm doing a group photo walk on April 25th. It's a Sunday. We're doing this in Chester County. A portion of the proceeds are will be donated for Stand Up for Pits. So if you come and get your picture taken, you'll also be helping some sweet pit bulls. And I'm teaching a live and in-person workshop. I'm so excited on May 2nd at Dharma Yoga Studios. So head to their website or Facebook page and sign up, register. I believe space is extremely limited because of, you know, apocalypse. But I would love for you to join us now. I'm going to zip it. No, I'm not. I lied. If Michael and I say anything that is, you know, that you find worthwhile or interesting or beneficial for other people, please share this episode with your friends and like and subscribe to the episode and share it with your friends. And now, enjoy this conversation. So we're just burning some Palo Santo over here. Are you trying to adjust things? I am. Hello, Christina. Hello, everyone. There we go. Hello, hello. Thanks for being here. Just clearing the, clearing the energy, right? Because we're ultra spiritual up in here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, Michael, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I feel good. Yeah. A little chilly. Oh, shit. Sorry. Go on. It's a little chilly, but I'm bundled up. Nice. <laughs> Tell us all one good thing that happened this week for you. What was good that happened? I would say I had a really good week of teaching. Um, students were really engaged a lot in class and discussions and sharing their insight. And it was pretty awesome. I felt really, uh, felt really having, like it was conversational versus luxury. So nice. it was nice. That's awesome. How was your week? How was your week, little buckaroo? <laughs> My week was great, you know, exploring, you know, all the things. Um, right. Really, really enjoying this, you know, wonderful new world, uh, that I, new world for me, experiencing, you know, this crypto, cryptocurrency world and learning. That's right. Um, uh, I don't know when to get, you know, get into it, but it really made me start thinking about self-worth and how we look at self-worth and the stories that we tell ourselves, right? And growing up, I was told a lot that I was not the smartest kid around. A lot. Like, right. hey, we should probably test him to make sure he doesn't have a learning disability or something. Right. And a lot of that part of my life, I believed it and I bought into it. And then all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute. I think I'm smart. <laughs> I think I'm smart. And all these people told me I was dumb. I love how it was life. a surprise. I love how it was a surprise, right? Right. It was a surprise. Like, wait a minute. What just happened? Right. I just got all A's in college. How did, how did that? Minus the photography class that I failed. <laughs> Irony. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was like so much. So now I, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I used to work in technology. And this all kind of makes sense in, a, you know what I mean? Like I, in a weird way, I understand. So it was really a fun, a fun week of learning and, right. you know, tapping back into, oh, right, right, right. For a good portion of my life, I thought I was dumb because of, sorry, really bad teachers. <laughs> I'm doing my best, man. I'm learning every day. Right? That's what we got to do. I'm not saying you're a really bad teacher. Got my, uh, what you manifest, manifesting that shit mug. Shout out to Rebecca for this. I've got the, your old cup, cup. That is my old cup, cup. So feeling good. Um, but it's interesting how things, you know, in our early childhood, they really mess us up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, and 
I think too, though, because I mean, your story, I know it pretty intimately, right? Because you're my best friend. Um, but I think too, there was probably a point that you started to move towards things that you felt were interest to you and you actually wanted to do. I mean, again, growing up, we always have those like, I don't want to go to school. You know, that's like just part of it, right? Again. Mm -hmm. But then like, as we get older and you start to either have the courage, the self-awareness, whatever, you're fed up, whatever it might be. Yeah. But it's interesting when you start to go move towards the things that you actually like or you are interested in or passionate about, then that worthiness, that self-worthiness starts to just naturally flow, right? Not that it's still not puzzling. Like, I mean, you know, I know there are times where I'm just like, should I really be teaching? Oh, sure. We all get a little bit <laughs> right? of imposter syndrome. Right. It's just human. It's, right. it's, it's being human. But um, there, shit, what was I just going to say? It, it's because I was thinking about this earlier as well. Um, daydreaming. I, I feel like I was always daydreaming in school. Right. Like definitely like elementary school. Like I, do, you, do you mean but, not paying attention? Well, exactly. From the from the adult in the front of the room, I was not paying attention. Right. In my own little world that I was creating inside of my brain, staring out the window, being like, why am I here in this classroom? Sure. I was in such a lovely space, right? right. Um, and really, it was just like that creativity. I didn't realize it was creativity. I was just bored as all get up. Sure. Want to learn how to write in cursive. <laughs> Two plus one, I don't care. <laughs> Can we color? Right. See? <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, and then it just, you know, it steamrolled, you know? And I was just like, all right, oh, cool. okay. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll take that learning disability test. And then I passed, and they're like, no, he's totally fine. And I was like, are you sure? Like, really? So, yeah, I was going to say, you're probably going, I'm in the room. Right. I, was, I still hear. I can. I. I. I can hear. I'm right. one of the family members that can hear. I can hear you all. <laughs> right. But I mean that. That's you know. It's interesting because I thought about that today, uh, in, in terms of like how the outside world. I know it seems like it's a theme, but it's it's you know it's it's part of the awareness, right? Self awareness around it, though, is you can you can read a book, you can read a blog post, you can talk to your best friend, talk to a family member. You can go to a life coach, you can go to a therapist, a counselor. You can watch a YouTube video, a TED Talk, and a TikTok. <laughs> and these are all great resources. Don't get me wrong. And there's, there's their, they have their place and they can help, you know, enhance your knowledge. They can help, you know, you feel nurtured and seen, right? I mean, they can even provide some guidance to a certain extent. But when you're talking about really self-worth and self-love, that has got to come. It has got to come from self-awareness. And that is absolutely just being honest with yourself and recognizing what you feel, not what is right or what is wrong, because that's outside. Mm -hmm. But if you actually can just be honest with yourself and just say, what do I feel? Because what you feel is your real. I mean, and that's what people need to, you know, really begin. That's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> but like, all those other things, are great but i mean if you're not being honest with yourself about what you feel it's tough to then to move into truly understanding self-worth or truly knowing how to self-love because you just you're not giving yourself that awareness to really accept who you are what you feel in whatever situation right right michael is so dreamy exactly and you know so with you. that right so the self-awareness and we get the self-awareness as we grow up and we realize all oh, right i you know well, think we about figuring it. ourselves out and i just want to say too because when you say it like that think about how keen we are self-aware so we're using our awareness to be in tune with that everybody else outside of us is saying in terms of should and the way and all that kind of stuff so if you're able to give that that level of attention to what's going on outside of you just for a moment <laughs> Flip that script. You know what I mean? Right. So, which is great. But again, going back to my early childhood, right? Very bad student, really good athlete. 
But, True. and I know, you know, my parents totally meant well. And I remember kind of being like, my mom being like, pride comes before the fall. And I totally was like, yeah, I'm really good. And I owned it, right? And there's this level of like, well, in owning it and then get hearing that is like, well, am I not supposed to celebrate myself? Oh. Um, supposed to you know really celebrate the fact that oh right this part of my academic life horrible but my extracurriculars were just off the hook you know had a great <laughs> had a great time and was really like oh right like I i'm good at this stuff not right. good at that stuff and i really celebrated this stuff but yet was kind of told yeah, maybe you shouldn't maybe you should maybe you should keep that to yourself right so then we continue to grow and when we have successes that we should be celebrating we don't celebrate them right and we just kind of like ah, oh, well let, let's just you know we don't want to let anybody know about that and i think that but I, and again i mean something that i i think about i mean ask you to think about it and, and people that are here um we have a really it's really drilled into us though we have really strong understandings of what it means to be conceited self-centered like we're like we know, people are like, yeah. Like you're so quick to, but what what does it feel like, or how would you define celebrating yourself? Now, without the context of self-centered or you know or conceited, but when you ask people to like celebrate themselves, and it, that's almost like foreign. It's like a foreign. Oh, exactly. Experience. Exactly. You know. And then we, as we grow, it's like, why do? Why don't I like myself? Not even why don't I love myself? Shit. Why don't I like myself? Because we've never been giving ourselves credit throughout our whole life right. of all the amazing shit that we've done forever, right? Because we, we, don't, we don't even be like, oh my goodness, right? It's like, ah, this is horrible, that's horrible. And we focus on the negative and something great happens and it's like, yes, awesome, let's have a drink. And then, right. it, and then that's it. We're not gonna talk about it anymore tomorrow because then you're kind of getting a little conceited. And seriously, right. think about other people. Well, <laughs> right. Right. And, that, and that's what we default to then in terms of when it's okay to celebrate, what is a success to be celebrated. We, we, we begin that, that kind of experience for ourselves outside of ourselves. So then it never really gets there because somebody else, you talk to another person and they say, success is this, or they say, this is a reason to celebrate. And that's what I mean. I'm like, you go, you can go to resources and they could be good, but ultimately what, what are you happy about? Go be happy. How do you exactly. want to celebrate your happiness? Celebrate your happiness that way. And, and I'm not, I don't want to take away or dismiss the level of courage that it takes to do those things. So I want to, you know, wherever you're all, you, we're all at on our journey and our pace, like I honor that. Um, but at least give yourself the opportunity to recognize that you already know what it feels like to be happy about yourself or what it feels like to experience something that, that was happiness, right? So, you know, it's not like you don't have a reference point. It's in you. Give yourself an opportunity to go back to it. And I think when we talk about, though, that self-worthiness, you know, it's interesting because you don't doubt yourself. You doubt that other people around you are going to have the same level of enthusiasm and encouragement and support that you already have for yourself. So when you're like, I'm about to rock it, and you turn to somebody else and they're like, not really, all of a sudden you go, not really. Really? Maybe I'm not ready to rock it. I'm like, <laughs> two seconds ago, you were, I'm a rocket. Right, right. And then you had a conversation outside of yourself and you allowed that. You absolutely allowed that then to affect your feeling of, I'm about to rock it. And I mean, over time, those types of experiences, if you don't, if you're not aware of them, if you don't, you know, in terms of respond to them in a healthy way, in a successful way, in a happy way, then you start to adapt them. And it's just like, oh, I'm gonna look there first. Is this okay? Is right. Successful? Can I say this? Can I do this? Can I be with her? Can I be with him? And it's like, then you just play that game of trying to live outside of you. That's exhausting. Right. And I also want to say when I'm saying when I say celebrate yourself, I don't mean like, oh, you have to jump on all the social medias and say, look at me. Right. I just mean like, if you do something that you feel was a success for you. Give yourself a treat. Get an ice cream cone. Shit, do something, right? I love that. Don't just kind of like push it by the wayside and be like, oh, all right, well, wonder what's on Jeopardy tonight. <laughs> you know? know. Like, and, and again, though, I mean, see, it's so interesting because 
these things sound, you know, like challenges. And I, they absolutely can be. But I, I try to put in perspective, think about when you have what you would define as a bad day. So the collective, not Joe, but all of us. Think about when you have a bad day. Think about how easy it is to slip into a rut of the bad day mindset. This whole day is crap. Everything went to crap. Everything's crap with the crap fest at the Craftons in the crap town. Everything, like we go right into it. It's so, and so when you, when something good happens, my goodness, put that, put that level of energy into recognizing it and celebrate that. I mean, honestly, that's ultimately like the perspective I, you know, again, because you know what it's like to go all in with negativity. We do it. I do it too. I mean, I'm not perfect. Like there's I'm like, wow, this is just what a horrible year. I'm like, it's Tuesday. You know what I mean? it's, it's not a year, man. You know what I mean? So exactly. Do a little dance. Do yes. a little dance. I just said to my students, I'm like, you know what? Have any of you gone to the point yet where you just start dancing around your house or just singing? I was like, because honestly, if I truly could get to the point where I want to just be me, I was like, I would dance in class. I would sing like lessons at some point. Now, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So I love like at least do a little, I love that because when I'm alone in the house lately, I'm gonna get my groove on. I oh, everything. dude! Before we did this, like I had everything set up and I turned on some music and I'm just dancing around the house with Stell, singing the face off, having a great time. But you know what though? I mean, isn't it? I mean, we talk think about what, what we're talking about tonight: self, you know, uh, self worth and self love. Dancing and how that feels—that's self love. You know. What I mean? <laughs> Well, there's so many things. It's like earlier, you know, I did a, a, a live for Studio B, and it was talking about nat natural mindfulness, just being naturally mindful. And when we actually are doing the things that we like to do, that we enjoy doing, it creates that, like, it puts us into a bit of a flow state where we're actually present. And, and in that space, it's like, you're like, all right, shit, I love myself. I'm amazing. Right? And actually feel it and believe it. Because we should love ourselves. We should think that we're amazing. And then everything is just like, oh, shit. Right. I'm king of the hill. Right? Like, be the king. Or the queen. Or the queen. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And we own that shit. And yes. like, this is, it's your reality. Like, that was another thing that came to mind as I was walking through the park with Stella earlier. Like, literally, we are all of us are creating our own realities, right? You're not going to see the world the way I see the world. I'm not going to see the world the way you see the world. So I can choose to look at what I want to look at right. and create the reality that I want to create and live in a space of magic instead of in a space of, oh man. Scarcity. What's, is it, it's uh, tomorrow's, oh fuck, tomorrow's Friday, thank God. So it's the weekend. I've been waiting. Shit. So many days for this. <laughs> All since Monday. Go right. And then Sunday night, it's like, oh, fuck it, Sunday. Right. Um, but anyway, it's like finding the things that we have to do, doing, doing the things that bring us joy as often as possible. Yeah. And, um, and saying no. That's a big one. That's a tough one. Really tough, especially if you're like, I don't know, you know, do, do I really love myself enough to say no? Well, and what's interesting too, when you think about not saying no, you can then, you know, and I, again, I'm, I'm speaking, this is, once again, this is my, you know, my perspective on things. So, I, I, you know, I always want to make time to say, I'm never trying to be prescriptive. This is, I'm just sharing my perspective. So I'm always open to insight. But when you, when you struggle with saying no, you can look how that's actually, um, associated with being a people pleaser and then what happens is you tie your happiness to pleasing somebody else and mm -hmm. somebody else, well, here's the deal and we've all heard it a billion times right you're never going to please everybody all of the time number one that's great that makes sense i'd say yeah that makes sense i guess probably impossible right here's the other thing i want you to consider though it's not even your job to please one person not even a little bit i mean because well honestly, no, I there is one person that you should be pleasing yourself there you go there right you go. so but you know what and and it's so interesting because and I, I think you know a lot of people talk about the golden rule right treat others as you would want to be treated you know what's interesting though is when you think about that though if, if you 
switch that up and you know uh, I, you know the books i'm reading the down all that kind of stuff but switching it up to treating people like they would like they would want to be treated that sounds like people pleasing but to me that's a freedom because i'm just like you know what all i have to do is be me in in your in your presence that's it so uh -huh. i feel doing that means i'm treating you like you would be treated because i'm giving you the same freedom to just be you <laughs> doesn't matter to me because i'm going to be me over here do you know what i'm saying oh. I, but but when you when you attach pleasing somebody else to your own happiness then you start to also attach things like what it, what self-worth feels like because if i make that person happy when i make that person smile then i feel worthy and i'm like mm, time out that's cool that's compassionate that's empathy that's even just being a kind human being right on right but <laughs> But you got to realize, though, that that's not your job, number one. And number two, you know, the responses may not always be recognized, appreciated, valued, reciprocated. So you got to realize that is going to have an effect over time that if you don't actually just know what it, like, it feels like to be to sense and feel self-worthiness that way, the outside way, it's going to be exhausting. I'll come back to it. It's going to be exhausting again because it's always going to be like, why is it not enough? Right. You're enough for you. It, it, it's tricky. Um, I think, you know, the struggles that I've had over like the last 10 years of doing the work that I do, having, owning the self-worth to say, this is how much it costs for me to take your picture. This is how much it costs to work with me on a coaching level. Because there was this little, like this voice in the back of my head that was like, really? Right. And like, I, again, I look back and I'm like, where did, where did that come from? You know, and I think part of it is it's trying to please everyone and trying to make everyone happy. And also the fear of saying, I'm sorry, no, I can't. This is what it costs. Right. No. But isn't it interesting how we associate? Because I, again, I know, obviously, I, you know, again, I know you, you know me, but we associate um, kindness, all right, with uh, or, or our being received as kindness as self-worth so if uh -huh. we say no oh my gosh i'm being mean i'm not a good person i shouldn't do that because i'm not worthy to say no especially if they're going to think i'm mean so hey can i just i'll just do this for free that's cool i won't eat for a week but i'll get your <laughs> pictures i'll get your pictures for you by the end of the week you know we, but we do that because we think well if, if i'm not going to be perceived as kindness as kind then there's no way I can be, I can consider myself a worthy person. And I'm like, we, we, you know, that's a tough, again, that's another tough one to kind of pull back from, to backpedal from, because we feel like we must please. And that's, that's what it means to be kind. Like not at the expense of yourself. You know what I mean? Well, right. But again, that's something that it's just, it, it's not one of the rules that we're given, right? Be kind to everyone. Right. Think about other people. Right. Put other people first serve serve <laughs> right and right. never like did hey did you did you put your oxygen mask on <laughs> i love it you've got yeah. everybody else's on did and you, you know what that is so we use that airplane and i i just saw um i just saw a video and they they were talking about a lifeguard going to save you if you're drowning they like have i guess this i don't know way of working or mindset that they, if saving you means them drowning, you are going to drown. They're, they're not going to save you at the expense of them dying. You know what I mean? So if you're right. not working with them, if it's too much of a struggle for them, at some point, they got to just like, nah, I, I can't die. <laughs> you know right. I mean? And that really is like ultimate self-worth actually saying, right. My life, I'm sorry. I'm going to give you what I can, but not right. to the point that it's now going to mean like both of us or, or me, you know what I mean? So, and I know that's like such an extreme example, but sometimes we have to be, we have to be, you know, I say this a lot, you, you have to be shook sometimes to like really like break through some of that stuff and just crack some of those real hardcore beliefs that we cling to, that we, that we attach to, that the only reason why they exist is because of our experiences. That's it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And if our experiences create our beliefs, that means then that we can also, we, and we create our experiences, we can then create new experiences that can help expand our beliefs, all right? Not 
get rid of and demonize, but just expand and, you know, kind of bring them into the present moment. Right. Grow and evolve. Absolutely. Grow and evolve. That's like the, the, the thing that we're always growing. We're always evolving. Who wants to stay the same? Who wants to be the same forever? Wouldn't you get bored? Well, and you know what, though? I mean, think about it, too. Whether or not you, you think you are the same, again, we can talk about how consciousness follows us and all that kind of good stuff, right? But, I mean, think about, think about who you were, who you were, your behaviors, the way you talk, what you thought, what you like, just five years ago. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, and now that I just grounded myself into five years ago, I'm like, wow, five years ago was a different time for me. <laughs> oh, same here. In so same many here. ways. Hundred percent. Like, uh, it, it, there was not a lot of self worth five years ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was. A, there was like literally, there was a giant sized grand piano of self doubt and self loathing attached to my back. <laughs> Every second I was awake, I was like, "Wow, this is heavy." <laughs> right, but when you actually were like, "Hey, maybe I'm worth more than this. Maybe I love myself enough to let this go." But it, it and to me though, it took that, that I had to get shaken. And I was like, listen, okay, like I'm done with this. They're, 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 I got it, you know? And that's what we do. I mean, a lot of times too, our self-worth is affected by our experiences again, but something that we're not necessarily allowing ourselves to move through, to learn from and to release, right? So we look mm -hmm. at things that we've done and that's where we start to dance in the difference between guilt and shame, right? Because I mean, guilt, yeah, we do a bad thing. We all do bad things at some point. Well, and again, I'll take that back. We all do things that may be considered bad by somebody, including yourself or somebody else at some point in time, right? But shame is, guilt, I did a bad thing. Shame is I am a bad person. So when right. you start to like look at the things that you've done and start to believe that you are those things that you've labeled and associated with that, wow. And I know that's what I was doing for like the longest time. It was just very, it was, it was trying, it was exhausting, it was heartache. But in that though, I started to connect with accepting who I was and recognizing that I too deserve to heal through this, to do the things I love. <laughs> You know what I mean? And to express myself in a way that is representative of, of my truth. But to your point, though, there was an evolution and a growth to it, though. You know what I mean? So that, that, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that was five years ago. I didn't hit an end. I didn't like to, I'm not sitting here going, I'm done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All done. Finish that next. You know, I'm still, I still the mindset of like, whew, you got some learning and healing and self-love. Oh, dude, same, same. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, was that just the first chapter? <laughs> I, got ha I got how many more chapters left? Seriously? It's a big book. Right, super big book. Um, but it's so much fun when you start realizing the control that you have over what's in the book, right? You know, when you say that too, that's what's interesting. What I could really point to in terms of growth and, and, and evolving is over these five years, there have been obviously other experiences, life experiences that have like, you know, affected me. But because of this new um, engagement with my self-worth and self-love and, and a practice, you know, and understanding what that means and nurturing that in any way that I feel nurtures it, I build up this reservoir of self-worth and self-love that when things do happen that are not what I want to happen, Mm -hmm. I'm able to accept them more, lean into them more, and they don't debilitate, right? Now, when I say that, are there days that I don't want to get out of bed? I just had one. I'm just like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> not happening today. This is about it right now. You know what I mean? So, but I could think back in the past where that not today would have been not this week, not right. this month. <laughs> and I mean, ultimately, it is, it's a practice. Yes. that we forget that everything that is happening in our lives now, all of our habits, habits, we're practices of some port that we were doing and they became a habit, right? But it just happened. And now when we try to reprogram and change those habits, it's hard work. And we, because we're actually putting effort in and thinking like, oh, right, I am doing this for a reason. But then we get, you know, like, oh, but this hurts and this is hard and I want to go back over there. Right. And it's okay if I'm sad. 
for a week because it's cozy underneath that blanket. It is so comfortable under there. It is so great to not have to deal with anything. Exactly. Right? Like, well, I mean, maybe it'll go away. <laughs> and you and I were talking about this, though, too. It's like, you know, when you look at, when you frame or position or characterize or label self-worth practice, self-love practice as like some uphill, daunting, knock you down, drag you out, chore, <laughs> that's what it's going to feel like then. I mean, and, and honestly, that, I mean, think about, things that you characterize that as that right how excited are you are about jumping into those things and that i mean i'm just like at the end of the day like at least think about how self-love is a beautiful experience right self-worth is an inspiring you know experience think about moving through pain i mean pain is just sometimes pain can be this incredible reminder that you're actually creating change right I mean, if you think about, like, I, I don't know, and if there's research out there, I would love this, but, like, the caterpillar to the butterfly, right? When I used to, growing up, I used to see caterpillars, I'm like, ew, <laughs> get away, right? And then you see butterflies, I'm like, ah, oh, that butterfly is gorgeous, right? But I wonder if during, like, the chrysalis stage, like, when it's, like, in, you know, wrapped up and then budding into... I wonder if there's pain. Like I don't know. I don't think we can tell. You know, if anybody, I, I, dude, it just it, dissolves. But it's I mean, just like, and that's one thing. Like, and that's why I'm just like, you know, there's change. When you think about change, sometimes that pain is just a reminder that you're actually, you're you're, you're shedding something. Well, you know? right. I mean, if you think of like you you go to the gym and you work out, <clears throat> especially after you haven't worked out in a long time, you're gonna feel sore. There's going to be pain. Right, like to get right. your muscles to grow, you have to work them. Right. right? And it's not always fun and enjoyable. But after the work, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm looking good. And right? It's the, worth it then. But you it's have to same. be able to put yourself through it and it's realize that, here we go, it's a practice. Right. You have to just do it. Right? right? Stop scrolling for three minutes and breathe. Right? Or say, you know what? Every day I'm going to go for a 20-minute walk. For the love of God. Think about how much time you spend at work. Maybe you don't have to go to work anymore, but you know what I mean? Like right. we get eight hours a day to, yes, I understand it's a paycheck and it's money, but it's eight hours a day and we don't blink an eye about it. That's my point though. We, we've got no problem giving energy to that, which again, I understand your benefit. I understand the benefits of having a job and getting a paycheck. I get it, right? That's awesome. But my whole question is, so just take that line of thinking what are the benefits to nurturing myself? What are the benefits to giving myself love? What are the benefits to having a practice that reduces my stress level, clears my mind? Give, I mean, so then take that analytical approach and you will arrive at, holy cow, I should carve out 20 minutes to love myself up. But <laughs> running, I got into running. I remember the book I was re uh, listening to, the audio book, Born to Run, and she, the one runner in there was like, she's like, just one day she just decided to go out and she ran like 20 miles. And then she ran another 20 miles at lunch and then she ran another 20 miles a night. And I was like, what? But she was like, when you get to that point in a run where it's like your legs are like stiffening up, you just want to quit. She's like, she changed her mindset. She welcomed that. She's like, I, when that pain comes on, I'm like, yes, bring it. And I know that sounds like just neurotic and extreme, but even when I'm running and I don't run those distances, when I feel it coming on, I'm like, bring it. Like, let's mm -hmm. do this, right? Let's, because I'll tell you then, when I finish, oh, man. I mean, I spin around. If there's people there, I mean, I'm, they probably think I'm the happiest end of the guy runner. Because I'm just, but again, it feels so <laughs> amazing. You know what well, I mean? Well, sure. And it's like, in a way, it's like you're looking at that thing and you're like, okay, instead of turning around and running and being scared, I'm running at you. Right at it. I'm running at you and I'm, I'm gaining strength from the courage that I'm finding right. in doing this. Right. And, it, you know, it's very David Goggins where he's like, nope. You're going to keep going, you know, because when our mind, like, I think it's, you know, we want to quit at when we still have like 40% more to go. Right. You know what I mean? Like sure. our body can actually go 40% longer, but our mind is like, nah, you suck. Stop it. Well, I mean, <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. Just you lay down. I, and you and I talked about this. I mean, and I'm sure people on here, if you're, if you're not familiar with this, like our neurologically, we are hard wired, hard wired to avoid 
pain. We are hardwired for safety. So that started with like, obviously back in the day when we hit the planet, it's like, what's about to eat me? As things <laughs> evolved, what's about to eat me turns into fill in the blank, whatever the fear is. It could be raising your hand in a meeting. Your brain's like, doesn't seem like you want to do this. Don't do it. Too uncomfortable. Right. Shut it down. You know what I mean? That's our brain because our brain thinks we're keeping us, it thinks you, you, it's keeping you safe. But it, I honestly, that could be very well, fight or flight, I get it. But it also limits your opportunity if you always give into that, if you always give into your, your innate survival mode, which again is so primitive, all right? Mm -hmm. That's just keep you from, out, from being eaten from a bear, all right? But exploring life, <laughs> that is on you. And you understand risk aversion and risk challenge and, and risk versus reward and all. You'll never be able to, un to get to the reward part without the risk. And the risk isn't always like, so you want me to jump off a cliff? No. Right. <laughs> no, I don't. But I mean, it could be as simple as literally like asking somebody for a cup of coffee. That's what I'm trying. Yes. And the, but the thing is, though, the more that you do that, remember, this was a line in uh, Finding Joe. The more that you do that's like going to the joke, you start to build up your courage muscle. You know yeah. what I mean? And so the asking for coffee, it's so funny you say that because I'll share this then because this, this I just shared with you. I ordered, a star, I ordered Starbucks. I'm sharing this with the group, right? <laughs> I ordered it. I paid for it, right? I went to the store. I stood by the sign that says mobile pickup. The coffees are behind the counter now. So I guess because of the pandemic, they've moved them. And I'm standing there. Doing my, I did everything I was supposed to do as a customer. Ordered it, paid for it, stood. Nobody's looking at me. This woman walks in. But you ordered from an app and you showed no initiative. But anyway. Right. <laughs> right. I recognize that. But again, at the end of the day, in order for me to get the coffee, I did everything I was supposed to do. Please give it to me. There was a woman next to me and she's like tapping her foot and she's breathing heavy. I'm like, oh, it's about to get real. This is going to be neat. And she, I hear her say, I have to be at work. I'm like, oh, boy. Next thing you know, she just leans over the counter. She's like, oh, Loretta, coffee for Loretta. I was like, wow, are you here for mobile too? She's like, yeah, are you waiting too? I was like, yeah. She's like, what's your name? I'm like, Michael. She goes, Michael, coffee for Michael too. I'm like, thank you so much, Loretta. Because I would have stood there for eight hours until somebody was like, because again, and to me, I told this to Joe, that's a self-worth issue with me. I, I didn't feel that I was worthy enough to say, excuse me, excuse me nicely, uh, but can, can, I get a, can I get my coffee? <laughs> Now, I, I'm going to say all this with love because uh, I'm a smart ass. Really, it's just like, can you do your job, please, and get me my coffee? <laughs> Again, and there's not nothing wrong, you know, like we're I'm not, not being rude by saying, excuse me, right. you know. The snarkiness was in my head. Absolutely. Again, like I'm not over here sitting on some like white throne. Yeah, in my head, I was like, seriously, can you not see me at all? <laughs> you had your invisibility cloak on. A lot of hair here. And I'm just like, <laughs> what's happening? But I mean, again, you know, then I saw, but what Loretta did, what she did, what was interesting is I didn't think she was being rude. I looked at it as like, that, that was just somebody leaning in me like, this is what I want. I'm here, so give me it. And I'm like, yeah, right on. And, and being assertive. Yes, but, but see, and again, being assertive with fulfilling her needs, which is what self-worth is. Like, you know, when you start to fulfill your needs, your desires, your wants, whatever they are, whatever that looks like, and like Joe said, which I think is so important, it doesn't have to be this big fantastical dream. Although if you get there, Lord, that's awesome. <laughs> but like, you know, asking for your order, you know, or raising your hand in the meeting, all right? Or asking that person out or buying that shirt that you've been putting off for three months because you're like, I don't know, I'm gonna look in it. Those kinds of things over time, oh my gosh, exponential. Oh, so much. Because then you just like, you, you, own yourself like you're like this is me right and I, I was talking about this earlier in the week with someone it wasn't until i really embraced my you know and i say weirdo that i call myself a weirdo that i truly felt like i was able to go oh, this is me like i don't care anymore you right. know like i'm going to be this way with you i'm going to be this way with everybody else i'm going to say the things that pop into my head with love and kindness Right. Um, and sometimes with a little bit of humor, but I'm not going to like kind of like police myself anymore. Right. And what's been interesting is um, I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and Larry David just, you know, he, anything that is on the top of his head, it just comes out. <laughs> right. 
And sometimes it is a little rude, but it's always just like, it's like he owns who he is. It's like, this is who I am. And I think you're kind of doing that a little bit silly. You know, why are we doing it that way? Right. And like, I watched, I'm like, yeah, like that's, and again, humor, comedy. But he's literally being like, no, this is, why can't I like what I like? Right. You know, you said that in one of your stories today too, which I thought was brilliant, how you like referred to humor as a, a coping mechanism. You know, oh, I, TikTok, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And, and I, I've, you know, I've said that in, in my family, I'm like, you know, we have always used humor as a default mechanism, you know, to kind of deal with tough times. Like somebody in my family would like lean in and make a joke or, you know, bring laughter in some way, shape or form. And I, that's carried with me. And I can be honest with you, I I feel I do that consciously, like even with myself, like I can be myself and I'll make myself like, I'll make myself laugh, right? <laughs> doing that, I, I when you talk about humor, that strikes a nerve with me because I think humor is that probably behind the scenes energy, like with self-worth and self-love because it, it it pulls some of the tension and heaviness out of, oh gosh, the work and self-worth and love myself. I'm like, you know, sometimes like, seriously, seriously, Barata, you're not gonna- Just laugh at yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. I do that. And honestly, it brings my, it like just helps diffuse. That's what I was looking for. It helps diffuse this like heaviness, fire building up. I'm like, really, man? <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Like, the more we, we do all of these practices, the more we can be aware and we can start catching ourselves when we start going into those spaces. Sure. Um, but it, it it's like bringing that awareness back and having fun. And interesting that you said that because maybe in the story with the horse, I said something about humor as well. <laughs> so I don't know if everybody here saw, you know, I've took still for a walk today and we walked by the farm school by my house and the horses were out. And as we were walking out of the trail, there's like a bunch of horses and all of a sudden one horse was just like, all right, peace out, I'm gonna nap right here. And the horse laid down and it was the funniest thing that, I mean, I wish I had my camera out to like to film it when it was happening. Uh, but the horse was just like, peace out guys, I'm gonna nap it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll, I'll catch y'all later. And just right in the middle of the field, like other horses are just there. And then after I did it, I'm like, shit, I should probably do another one and say the horse is alive. Because the horse kind of looked like it was dead. I, um, call, I called him and told him. I was like, honestly, man, I watched it. Then I thought it. Then you said it. Because I was uh, like, <laughs> people are going to think that horse is dead. And you're like, and as I'm thinking it, you're like, I just want to let you know, the horse is not dead. It's taking a nap. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I got a, a DM from someone and, and they were like, you know, it's interesting that we go on these spiritual journeys and we try to love ourselves for it, find self-worth, and we don't have fun along the way, right? right? It's like, sit down, breathe, quiet, meditate, no thinking, no laughing. And no, right. no, no. And like, I've been noticing that it, I don't know where it came from, but I say it a lot in my classes anymore, especially when I teach live. I'm like the yoga police are not here and they're not coming. Right. So we can have fun. You're allowed to laugh. You're allowed to have a good time. Experience whatever you're going to experience. Right. And enjoy it. And seriously, if you can't laugh and just have a good time and realize that most of the things that annoy us and upset us in the grand scheme of the spinning rock that we're on mean nothing. Not even a little bit though. Not even a little. <laughs> Not even a little bit. But you know, and that's, that, see, but that's what's interesting. I think that's so important though. So when, when people hear us or anybody talk about the practice or the work, I mean, the, the definitions you have around those things now, think about where they came from and think about what's defining them. But then think about, well, so I, I can make them fun. I, I, I could laugh while I'm doing a practice. I could, I could have fun while I just got done crying about something that has been absolutely crushing my heart. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you, my, my whole thing is, I, I think that mentality comes from, you know, the whole philosophy of, of work and retirement. Like your work is supposed to be soul sucking, but don't worry, you can have fun when you retire. And I'm like, why can't you have fun while you're working? Because work is supposed to be hard. Work Come is on, supposed Michael. to be Because if it's work, if it's, if work is fun, then it's play. And I'm like, 
you know what though? If, if work is if work is fun, then it's play and it's uh, making money and customers are happy. Play it is then, right? Play right, on. exactly. And I want, when I hear that, I want to be like, hey, guess what? We're not working in the coal mines anymore. I, I just, we, I don't understand like, why. I'm not out with a pickaxe in my right. backyard. But that's what I mean. It's like, you know, I, I know there are things in life, you know, I, there, I would always hear, people would say to me, you, you know, you talk about the stories we hear growing up. Michael, there's a time to be serious and there's a time to have fun. <laughs> and I would be like, I understand. But why do they have to be separate though? All the time? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, and see, I think people have to understand though, there is a difference between, in my head anyway, the way I look at this, the way we're talking about this, is when I when I look at having fun, I don't I don't mean that to be making fun. I mean how again, like having fun to me does not does not instantly go to insulting something around me. Having fun is having fun. You know what I right. mean? Like right now, I'm having fun. You know what I'm <laughs> so that that works for me. You, you know, and that's it's funny because John, John and I were talking about like, you know, public speaking and, and doing teaching and things like that. And it's like we don't work well off scripts. They have their place, and sometimes like I might even jot down big ideas that kind of just have to help me bounce, right? Mm -hmm. But like there's there's a there, there's a level of excitement and fun i get from not planning out every single thing you know what i mean like that's uh, fun too because i'm just like well that was a wrong turn you know right I mean? exactly that's one of the reasons why i love public speaking so much um or any kind of things like it's like okay what is our topic all right now we're just going to talk about it right right and whatever flows through me and i i don't care if you think i sound like a weirdo or I don't care. I feel like a lot of it is just like coming, like it's just channeled. Like my, there's just something that cracks it open and all of a sudden the words are coming out of my mouth. And I love it. Like there's so much excitement. Even back in the day when I was worked at DeVry and you know, somehow was an IT director and we would have these like campus wide meetings and I'd have to get up in front of everybody and talk about all the new technology that's coming. And my coworkers would be like, you got everything you know what you're gonna say i'm like i guess right like we're talking about all this stuff and they're like yeah and they're like well, like what did you write I'm like I, I didn't write anything where's the microphone <laughs> you know and i'm like what's up how are we doing you right. know this is what's coming i'm not going to show you a powerpoint presentation or any kind of deck of anything right like i just don't i don't want to i don't want to um because i know when i'm watching those I, I tend to start daydreaming about other things. Right. See, but again, <laughs> I see, and the, the, to me, to tie in what you just shared with us, right? Because when we're in talking about, again, that self, self worth and self love, when you start to move and flow through life in a, in a way that more rep represents your truth and reflects what's going on inside of you, you'd be surprised how things like self worth start to come naturally self-love is something you would never think about going a day without giving yourself because it just becomes so natural you know what i mean mm -hmm. um yes dro uh, drops of oil i feel you on the on the decks <laughs> I, I honestly i'll be telling you i, I do public speaking and uh, powerpoints almost feel restrictive to me yet i have to use them in everything i do <laughs> because they're actually requested um but what I do, though, is even in those moments, it's like, how can you infuse yourself into it? And that's why I really, truly feel when people say, I struggle with self-worth or I struggle with, with self-love, I'm like, okay, but let's just back up from those things, right? Let's get self-awareness. What, what do you feel? You know what I mean? What do you feel? What, what makes you happy? Well, forget, pretend society closed its eyes. What makes you happy? What makes you smile? What makes you laugh? Do that stuff. <laughs> right. Well, earlier, you know, in the Studio B um, thing that I did earlier, I, I was saying, you know, the if we can find the ease of it, the simplicity, right? We don't, you don't have to be a wizard to be mindful. You don't have to be a wizard to have self-worth. Self you don't have to burn sage. And as I have crystals all around my neck, you don't have to wear a crystal or beads or anything, right? right? You just be. Just be you, find the most simplest version of the things that work for you and do those things, right? right? Don't be like, oh, I would love to do, I would love to go to do yoga, but I can't do a handstand or do a headstand. So I'm just not gonna go. Right. Really? 
Why don't you just not do those things? Right. Because guess what? Nobody's watching you. And but see, <laughs> but and, and see, but with that though too is like it's so interesting the things that we will engage in on the daily because we think we have to and it's a grind. But yet when we talk about like, hey, you know, try to think about these simple things, simple as defined by you, to in, to include in your day, in your life, because they are a benefit, they're good, they feel nice to you. You're the one. That's the thing. It's like, I think it's hard for people. It was hard for me even. I mean, I remember when you and your ex-wife first were talking about yoga and, manif and, and uh, manifesting. And I'm, I'm like, manifesting. Okay. I, I want a Lamborghini. Like, I was that guy. <laughs> I was like, I thought about it last night. Where is it? Right? So I was that guy. But like, so the thing is, though, I did it once. I did it once, right? If I truly want something in my life that brings me joy, the more that I do it, the more that it naturally makes this connection within myself. It's beyond making sense. It's just your body now, your mind, your soul, your heart says, hey, let's do the stuff that makes us feel like this because this is pretty freaking awesome. So then when life does happen, spoiler, spoiler alert, People close to you are going to die. You're going to get a flat tire. Those things are going to happen, all right? But you're now going to have this, again, this, this reservoir within yourself that you can tap into, and you're going to feel worthy enough to deal with the pain, move through that pain, but also release it and not have to carry it with you because you think, well, no, I just, that's, just, I, that, that's mine to own. No, it's not. It's yours to learn from and then release. Right. Exactly, exactly. Um, I find that comes up a lot as well, especially it, it, in the, the card reads. A lot of it like, yes, you have this story. This thing happened in your life. But just because it happened doesn't mean that you have to carry it forever. Right. And most importantly, for the love of God, especially with relationships, we end relationships and we carry with us the ending of the relationship. Ah, he was horrible. That ended so bad. She was crazy. Blah, she cheated. He cheated. All the stuff. And we take that last little bit and we hold on to it forever. And we forget about all of the amazing times. Because guess what? There were amazing times when you were with that person because you did like them at one point. Right? right. And we do that with everything in life. It's like something bad happens and we remember that bad thing instead of remembering all of the golden nuggets that also came with that and forgetting that in that there's a choice we make a choice to remember the bad things and to loop it over i mean and that's the thing it's like oh my gosh I, I just can't stop thinking about this i'm like yes you can i'm not going to say it's going to be a magic trick but think about um i don't know a, a chocolate covered sprinkle sundae just think about that go ahead interrupt that loop you absolutely have the now again it might be hard i mean there are times where i'm just like I remember I was like, I want, I'm right now going to consciously think about bad stuff. Over time, I started to go like, hey, that's not really working for you. So I, instead of consciously doing that, I would try to consciously think of, and again, when I say healthy things, things that make you happy, things that you want to engage in, maybe there's a project, maybe a hobby, but you can absolutely disrupt that negativity. But again, to me, it's that self, it comes back to that self-worth. It's like, you know what, this bad thing happened, that's what I deserve. This is the kind of stuff, you know, that, that it comes into my life. Look, I'm like, man, you no, no, that's a self-worth issue right there. Oh, right. And then it's like, once you get there, then you're in the woe is me. And the, oh, this black cloud just covers, follows over me. Well, of course it does, because you keep calling it along. You keep inviting saying, it. This black cloud is always here. Well, right. Stop. Let it go. Right. Um, with that, like changing, um, like disrupting the thought. Right. When I was reading um, Kamal, what's his last name? The Love Yourself Like Life Depends On It. Right. Book I had found that when I was really reading it and really in it, when something would come up, like to throw that, the, the, the disrupt in, I would instantly come to inhale, I love myself. There you exhale, go. Thank you. Inhale, right. I love myself. And it was, a lot of effort to do it, but it did disrupt the thought. And eventually right. I started feeling better. 
And I also started doing that in the middle of the night. If I woke up in the middle of the night, and I'm just like, why am I awake? And it's two in the morning, right? I would just lay in my bed and inhale and love myself. Exhale, thank you. Inhale, I love myself. And I would end up falling right back asleep. And see, I, I, I was just going to say, I think what happens then as you start to um, create and embed this, this, this new approach to your conscious living, right, is that you start to get better at recognizing things that might be or experiences that might be triggers for stress or anything, and you start to then be like, mm, I'm going to pull back. I'm not even going to engage that because I can already feel it coming. So you put yourself in a better position to now, you know, I don't want to say, uh, you know, stop completely, but at least prevent or impact and influence the, uh, the, the volume of experiences that you may have just blindly walked into but now you're like being much more selective. Again, going back to you saying no. That's what I mean. Like you might find yourself, somebody's gonna request something and you're like, no, I don't wanna do this at all. And you start to have those, those self-worth, but if I don't say yes, and, I'll, and now you're like, you know what? No, can't, don't want to. Actually, just no. <laughs> exactly, no you know I mean? is a complete sentence. Right, um, you know I mean? and, and, and with that though, um, I, I wanna be mindful of everyone's time and I meant to do this five minutes ago. Hey, everybody that's out there, thanks for being here. Because um, we kind of just rambled for 55 minutes. So everyone that is here, thank you for being here. If you have any questions on or want to, you know, inject anything, any thoughts about any of the things that Michael and I have been talking about for the last hour, um, please feel free to, to, to drop it in there. Or don't. I just want to make sure that you're included in our, uh, in our space. I really meant to do this actually at 8.30 that I forgot because we were just in it. It's what happens. Uh, I love it so much. And I love seeing the volcano of hearts. I think that's awesome. Right? Volcano of hearts is the best. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm loving this. I hope everyone out there is is loving it as well. It's a hoot nanny. It is a hoot nanny. And honestly, if Michael and I say anything and you're like, oh, wow, those guys are pretty cool, feel free. You can share this because it'll, it'll be on my IGTV page um so so give a share tell your friends bring your friends next thursday we'll be back again um i don't know what our topic is do you know what our topic is next week <sighs> i don't i don't it's in that text message that's buried it is but you know that see that just proves that we do not follow the script <laughs> so exactly. we'll figure exactly. it out before next week for sure we'll let you know but in the meantime if you you know, hook up with us on Instagram. If there's a topic or something you would be interested in us talking about, hit us up, send us, I think that'd be great. Yes, we may actually- That's awesome, Jack. With, thank you. With Michael, we, we're, we're going to be having some guests on. Uh, so I need to reach out to some people. So if not this coming Thursday, maybe there'll be some surprise guests um, or the following. Surprise. But with all that, shameless plug, I'm teaching a new class on, at Studio B on Friday morning at 9 a.m. And it's only 15 minutes. And it's just breathe. Just breathe with me. So from 9 to 9.15 on Friday mornings in Studio B, you can get a free 14-day trial in my profile. The link is up there. We're just, we're just going to sit and breathe. There'll be days where we do different pranayamas and days where we just don't say anything. And we just breathe together. Um, <clears throat> so that's happening. I'm doing a photo walk on April 25th that there's still five spaces left and the five people that have already signed up are amazing souls and we're gonna have a great time. So come join us. And I'm teaching on May 2nd live and in person at Dharma Yoga Studio in New Jersey. Michael, you got anything happening? <laughs> all the things and all the places with all the people. Look for me. Um, <laughs> I actually have some speaking gigs coming up and I am so, so bad at having scripts. I can't even tell you the names of either one of them. <laughs> but they're with regard to uh, workplace, workplace culture, uh, because I'm also a master trainer for the Results Only Work Environment uh, organization. I work for is Culture RX. So I've got uh, two speaking gigs, one next week and one the following week. I'll put stuff out on my Instagram for sure. So if you want to follow me there, I think that'd be awesome. You guys are like Buzz and Woody. You've got uh, okay, Awesome. Um, Thanks, Christina. Um, so... Also, Michael and I are planning something really special 
Um, it's probably going to be like a six week program with Michael and I in the Zoom land where we're going to uh, dive deeper into like all of these topics and things like that. But it's actually going to be a six week extravaganza because the first week is going to be, hey, let's get to know one another. And the last week is going to be, we're freaking celebrating each other and just like a social hangout. Let's celebrate everything that we just discussed and grew through over the last four weeks. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be coming really soon as well. And that is going to be a lot of fun. Super duper. Super duper. Super duper funs. Super duper fun. This was great. I had fun tonight. A lot of fun. I did. I hope... uh... I hope, uh, again, if anybody, you know, if, while we're rambling and we do our thing, please feel free to send messages. I mean, again, at the end of the day, you know, your, your, your insight is welcome. Your perspective is welcome, too. This doesn't just have to be the Mike and Joe show. So we're obviously, you know, we, we try to carve out time at the end. But if, during, just feel free to shoot us a comment and uh, we'll try to answer that question or get you involved. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you have some kind of question that we can, like, kind of work with you with. We can, you know, invite you in and. Your beautiful face can pop up on the screen with us as well. Bing, bang, boom. So lots of fun tonight. Everyone out there, if there's one thing I would love for you to all take away, be your most authentic self. Enjoy this precious life. Laugh at yourself. Have fun. Be silly. And enjoy this freaking beautiful life. I'll add, give yourself love as often as you think, and then a billion times more. Give yourself love. There you have it. All right, everyone, we will be back next Thursday. Um, Share with your friends. I also put this on my podcast, so feel free to share the podcast with anyone else. And uh, have a beautiful night. Thank you so much, everybody. See ya.